morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday, friends, Torch Report 349, Broken Beyond Repair. Why news about the Dominion lawsuit is more horrible than you might even imagine. <laughs> We're going to get into it today, friends, because it is big news. The corrupt media establishment in conjunction and cahoots with the corrupt political establishment has just whitewashed the greatest election fraud in American history. I put a little screenshot here for the Drudge Report uh, kind of capturing the essence of this alleged victory. Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Thetorchreport.com. Torch Report 349. Broken Beyond Repair, you would see this headline dominion victory stuns the media and all these smug pompous lawyers coming out with their thumbs up and they're grinning ear to ear a 787 million dollar apology from fox news this is they say the cost of trump's lies friends these articles they're all over the net today they're trying to spin this as a win for election integrity and nothing, I repeat, nothing could be further from the truth. The case is being made that Fox News somehow defamed Dominion voting machines or Dominion, soft, Dominion software by pointing out that Dominion had violated election laws by connecting their machines to the Internet and allowing unauthorized access, which ultimately swayed the outcome of the 2020 election in favor of the senile old sock puppet Joe Biden. Now, friends, this is not conspiracy conjecture. It's not theory. It's not speculation. It is fact. Links in the report today. Lots of links in the report today because we need to document this. Uh, links in the report from CISA, from the government's own website, showing that Dominion machines are vulnerable to hacking in at least 16 different states, including the key swing states like Georgia and Pennsylvania that ultimately determine the outcome of the election. Friends, this is insanity. Why in the hell is is Fox News, Rupert Murdoch paying three quarters of a billion dollars to cover up the lies of the media. I can't, you know, it's it's insane. Okay, so Fox was calling out Dominion, which was accurate. Tons and tons of reports, forensics examinations that so show Dominion uh, equates to election fraud all around the world, mind you. Uh, after detecting severe anomalies in the system, this is a direct quote, by the way, uh, coming out from one of the reports on Dominion. They say they, they, they found severe anomalies in the system. They were unable to reconcile voter data with votes that were actually cast and counted. Okay, this is the government of Pennsylvania investigating what the heck happened with their elections. And we'll be getting into Pennsylvania elections here more in just a minute. But they found severe anomalies in the system. They were unable to reconcile voter data with votes actually cast. They were uh, they were able to determine that foreign databases were, in fact, connected with the Dominion voting software. And all of this prompted the secretary of state to decertify the machines, Dominion machines in Pennsylvania. Just pause, let that sink in. Okay, so the Secretary of State, investigations, forensics analysis, severe anomalies, unable to reconcile voter data with votes actually cast, foreign 
databases connected, you know, unauthorized access, et cetera, et cetera, leading the Secretary of State to decertify the machines. Okay. Now, Fox News just got slapped with a $787 million settlement because they. They they <laughs> they defamed Dominion. They called them out. They they told the truth. You can't tell the truth, you know. At you know at least not until after the elections. So the Secretary of State decertified the machines, but of course, you know that was after the election. So what's the big deal here, you know? And, and just friends, these shysters have no shame, you know. Then came the J six show trials. Then came the complete and utter reversal of reality. I put a, a slew of links in here. Fox News Dominion settlement defamation lawsuit for 787.5 million. You know, Fox News agrees to pay for false election claims. You know, Fox has admitted to telling lies. You know, three hard lessons from the Dominion defamation lawsuit. This isn't the end of Fox's legal headaches. Here's what's next. Inside the historic settlement talks between Fox News and Dominion, friends, it goes on and on and on. But just to be perfectly clear, the election was stolen by shady voting machines, and there's ample evidence to prove it, that these machines provide were provided by Dominion. They allow the, the internet connections. They allow all, you know, all this stuff, friends. It's just crazy. And then Fox News called them out for the corruption and documented the violations of the law, and then boom! Now Fox is getting sued by the perpetrators of the rigged and stolen election. And now they've settled for apologizing. Fox is apologizing and coughing up over three quarters of a billion dollars to the company who helped the political establishment steal the last several election cycles. Friends, honestly, I can think of no greater perversion of justice. Lawlessness abounds. Can we really vote ourselves out of this mess. Whatever hope there may have been that we may have uh, legitimate future elections, in my mind, it just got obliterated. The, the significance of this lawsuit really cannot be overstated. It's, it's a bold statement by the global cabal that they have staked their claim on American elections, much like they've done in other countries where they use the electronic voting machines and uh, they're actively using electronic voting to usurp the will of the people and banana republics all around the world. We've looked at this stuff before. Uh, and not surprisingly, friends, this is all being done in broad daylight. It's all being done under the guise of protecting election integrity and advancing democracy worldwide. That's the big idea. We go to advance democracy worldwide, and that's coming straight from the International Institute for Democracy and Electoral Assistance. You see, they're helping everybody uh, with electoral assistance by plugging in all of these Dominion voting machines and others that have the ability for do foreign databases to connect to them over the internet. <laughs> Holy shnikes, you know, it's just, it again, it's nuts, friends. But keep in mind, keep in mind that taxpayers are forking over millions upon millions of dollars to pay for these fraudulent elections. And in other words, we're, we're paying to get fleeced here. And it all leaves the words taxation without representation ringing in my ears. Taxation without representation. Taxation without representation. You mean you take my money and you tell me what to do? That can't be right. Taxation without representation. Now, there was something about that. What was that? Really? Ah, I don't know. I'm not a history buff. But, you know, you guys, if you're curious, 
You might check out taxation without representation and what happened last time that concept went viral. Friends, the question is, are our election systems, our elections broken beyond repair? Is there any hope to put the pieces back together? You know, are they broken beyond repair? Hmm, possibly, possibly so, friends. Some would say absolutely, and I wouldn't, I would have a hard time arguing that. It's hard to imagine having any faith in future elections when those who are perpetrating the fraud are winning lawsuits against the news outlets who try to expose them. It's also backwards. It's, uh, it's maddening. But, 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 slow down, Luke, 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 Luke. What the heck are you getting at here? Friends, the point is this. I suspect that it's intended to be maddening. This is just another smack in the face, another smack in the face, another smack in the face. It's a taunting. It's a flaunting. It's like a bully teasing the poor peasants who just got knocked down and spit on, says the bully. Come on. What are you going to do about it, man? Yeah, that's right. Nothing. You're going to do nothing. You're just going to lay there squirming in the dirt and crying about it. That's what you're going to do. And I'm they spit on you again and they kick dust in your face and they steal your wallet and warn that if you try to tell on them, they're going to beat you even harder. That, in my mind, pretty much sums up the relationship between the government and American citizens these days. I've actually wondered, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell, he had a falling episode. He's been out of of Congress because he fell down the stairs somewhere. Okay, it's repeatedly left his face battered and bruised. And so I've wondered if Mitch McConnell's multiple falling episodes might actually be a sign that he's being bullied in some way because bullies are mean. And, you know, maybe there's some political bullies or some mafia bullies or something. I don't know, you know, because Harry Reid, he had a very similar experience when he was the most powerful person in Congress. Right. And so I put a picture here, a couple of pictures, actually, of Mitch McConnell looking like he just got mugged in an alley, beat up. And then again, you know, Harry Reid beat up. And of course, you know, I'm just throwing the pictures out there. It's just wild speculation. I mean, this looks like bare knuckle politics, but you know, it's just wild speculation. So you don't want to read into that too much, friends. But wait, wait, there's more. Because all of this talk today, it's out in the news, you know, uh, about the rigged elections And all these images of battered politicians bring to mind another story that was out in the news this week. And that would be the story of Pennsylvania Senator John the Slob Fetterman, who is back to his bumbling ways and bumbling his way through official duties after getting released from the psych ward. You may recall Fetterman had a stroke during his campaign, but then he ultimately went on to win. And then he ended up spending two months in in Walter Reed Medical Center for clinical depression. But now he's back and he's performing better than ever. Oh, man, Fetterman's awesome. Now, that's just a joke, of course. If if you're keeping track, you know that. What's interesting to me is that Fetterman and McConnell, they both returned to the Capitol on the same day. So Senator Senator Fetterman, what I almost have a hard time saying those words, Senator Fetterman, but Senator Fetterman, this guy's a U.S. senator. He's been out since mid-February. And while Mitch McConnell, he had his little fall in a D.C. hotel just a couple of weeks later. And then also out of commission in Congress right now is the always despicable Democrat Senator Dianne Feinstein. She is out supposedly for shingles, and she has no firm date of return. But with Feinstein and Fetterman both out, two Democrats out of Congress, the Democrats 
have temporarily lost their majority in the Senate. Then when McConnell went down the stairs on a one-way trip down the stairs, all of a sudden the Democrats were able to maintain their precipitous balance of power and continue advancing their agenda. Again, links in the article there, friends, to see what they passed in this time when Fetterman, Feinstein, and McConnell were out. But of course, I'm sure all of that too is just a coincidence, kind of like the coincidence that the Senate was all locked up at 50-50. Coming into the midterms, locked up 50-50. That is until John the Slob Fetterman miraculously defeated the all-star Republican candidate, Dr. Mehmet Oz. Dr. Oz. And that was in the last, in the midterm rigged election cycle. Dr. Oz, of course, is a wealthy celebrity heart surgeon with a major media presence. He's spent decades on TV, went on Oprah and everything else. But he lost to a mentally unstable, stammering slob who ran on little more than his questionable good looks, friends. Again, another image there in the in the report today. You check out John Fetterman. Tell me, this guy is is uh, a, you know we want him to be making decisions as one of the you know leaders of the free world. Come on, you know the the upper chamber, the senator that's supposed to represent the best of what American has to offer. And, and I just don't see it in that guy. I'm not quick to judge a book by the cover, but come on. You know, if you compare Dr. I'm sorry, you'd compare Fetterman to John the Slob Fetterman to Dr. Oz. You know, here he got a couple pictures Oz with Oprah. You know, he's like this dapper, you know, celebrity guy. Right. And Dr. Oz is a brilliant and successful businessman, and he would utterly destroy John the Slob Fetterman in any category of comparison. And yet Fetterman, the stammering mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania, population 1,721, okay? He supposedly defied all the odds. He had a stroke, and yet he still defeated Oz, and he flipped a Republican seat, giving Democrats the majority in the Senate. Fetterman won on the promise to count every vote. He's going to count every vote, and he's, he became a media darling the day that he declared he was going to be the reliable 51st vote for Democrats. Friends, all of that's so inspiring. <laughs> Not, you know, unfortunately, Fetterman, uh, his meteoric rise to the highest chamber in U.S. politics landed him in the mental hospital. And even more unfortunately, now that he's back on the job, back on Capitol Hill, his clear cognitive decline and his dramatically different looks are raising eyebrows. People are like, holy smokes. And I put a little video here at. Uh, the reporter's trying to welcome him back. Like, hey, hey, welcome back. All right. He's just like, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks. All right. Great. Yeah. You know, I want to mock the guy, but honestly, that would be mean spirited, friends. This man is not well. And the fact that he is still holding a position in Congress is an insult to the institution. The f I don't know. You know how Democrats who voted for him still think that he's fit for duty is beyond me. Even his uh, his nose pierced femboy, arrogant, punk ass aide seemed spooked by Fetterman's inability to thread together a coherent sentence. Okay, I put a link in there. He was just presiding over a Senate committee hearing, and they're like, oh, yeah, here he goes. Look, at he's doing his job. But he couldn't do his job. Okay, and there's a picture. It's a, it's a link to Fox News video. Anyway, and it's showing his aide, and the guy's, it's a guy. I think it's a guy, a Metro guy, and he's got one of those 
bull rings in his nose. Anyway, but that guy, you can see his eyes going, oh, no, this is going to be bad. It's like a slow motion train wreck prompting some people to remark, good Lord, this dude is not even remotely well or able to do this job. This is embarrassing for Pennsylvania. And I would add this is embarrassing for America, friends. But but rather than seeing that this man clearly has no business being anywhere near public policy. All of the liberal schmucks are out there laughing, laughing at him, laughing at us. They're laughing because they're debunking stories about a body double. That's a conspiracy. You know, everything's a conspiracy. Uh, it's friends. It's political theater at its finest. I mean, it's on par with foisting a cognitively dysfunctional sock puppet into the Oval Office. Elections have consequences rigged elections even more so. And that's why the story about Fox News paying a million dollar apology for telling the truth to a corrupt voting software firm is such big news. It's huge. It's it's like I've been saying, you know, they're they're rewriting history in real time and they're mocking us in the process. And just real quick here, friends, I do want to zoom out. But before I move on. I want to point, I just noticed the time, I want to point out that Dr. Oz is is a WEF hack, World Economic Forum hack. He has deep connections to the pharmaceutical country, uh, pharmaceutical country, that's funny, uh, the pharmaceutical industry. I don't trust the guy, in other words, okay? But still, there's no logical way that he lost to John Leslob Fetterman, save gross election fraud. That's the point. Let's zoom out, zoop way out here, and go back to the original question, is... The American political system broken beyond repair. And I suppose the answer depends on who you ask. If you were to ask the current administration, is the system broken beyond repair? They'd probably remind you that they have the most sophisticated and inclusive voter fraud operation in American history. So no, everything's working just fine. Nothing to see here. Move along. If you were to ask the two-party establishment, you might get some murmuring about discrimination or voting rights or whatever. But ultimately, the story, I suspect, would be that our elections are safe and secure. Our elections are safe and secure. But, friends, if you were to ask your fellow liberty-loving Americans or just your neighbors, people in your community, polls suggest that the American people, only about 20% of American people have much faith in the integrity of our elections. While on the other, these are 20 percent, they think, ah, maybe there's a, yeah, it's probably all right. <laughs> on the other hand, nearly 60 percent of Americans now say they are absolutely not confident in our that our elections are honest or secure. And, and why would they? I mean, of all of the evidence that's come to light, you know, despite the media's best job to try to bury it all, these numbers should be startling. Because when you have, you know, over half the country, you know, more people agree that our elections are not safe and secure. They're not honest anymore, that our elections, there is no election integrity. More people agree on that than pretty much anything else. And, you know, like I said, it, it should be startling, but I do believe, friends, I believe it's all part of the plan. You do remember the plan, don't you? They're calling for a hung election and a civil war, friends. And how better to get 
that ball rolling than to shred any remaining faith in the political process and make sure our elections are broken beyond repair. Friends, if you're concerned about this issue, please share. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the website or the Substack app. Click that little heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday, friends. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah. <laughs>